You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Welcome to The Strong Room on News Talk 770. Today, we'll talk with Henry Villanueva, legal counsel at Macmillan Estate Planning. Henry has some thoughts on how to properly set up a company with an eye on what's known as a unanimous shareholder agreement. Estate planner Norman Ewing will be along to talk about registered education savings plans, a way for grandparents in particular to share some wealth with a new generation. And Sherry McMillan will join us for a conversation about philanthropy. But first, did you know that trust law is a relatively recent phenomena in estate planning in Canada? McMillan Estate Planning is a proponent of using trust law in circumstances where it can deliver value to clients. There is a May 26th blog on the subject on McMillan's website at www.macmillanestate.com. You should check it out for some interesting thoughts on the subject. We're into the summer season now, and Macmillan's regular seminar series will resume on Thursday evening, September 28th. But it is business as usual during the summer months at Macmillan Estate Planning. And you can always ask a question and get an answer by calling the office weekdays during business hours at 403-266-6464. Remember, too, you can go online anytime at macmillanestate.com. Check out the blogs, which are updated regularly for tips and news about life planning. And listen to episodes of The Strong Room to catch up on details and features you may have missed. And now, a conversation with legal counsel Henry Villanueva. Let's have two people, related or otherwise, start a business. Um, The succession plan and all of the planning for how that business is to be maintained, handled, and so forth really begins, it seems to me, at that moment. Mm -hmm. It does, Peter. Um, how How should a business be set up at the outset so as to avoid any problems and to provide for a smooth transition, even if that transition is some distance in the future? That's a perfect subject to discuss, Peter. And at Macmillan, we set up a lot of companies for couples and families. And we have that discussion with them on where they want their company to be. We all want our companies to be successful, but we also have to consider 5, 10, 15 years down the road, situations may change. Business partners might have different thoughts from now until in 15 years from now. Somebody might want to immigrate to another country or someone might move to BC or Toronto or other provinces in Canada. So when we plan these corporations for these business partners, we want to make sure that everybody is on the same page. A way to make sure that uh, friends remain friends and family remain family is to establish what's called unanimous shareholders agreements. Now, these unanimous shareholders agreements, Peter, uh, they're lengthy documents, but they protect the business partners. They make sure that everyone's on the same page on what will happen if somebody wants to leave the partnership or the company. And if someone wants to be added on, whose permission do we need in order to add on a new business partner, as well as what will happen in the unlikely or likely death of a business partner, who is going to buy who shares and where will the money come from? 
So these are just a few questions and these are just a few uh, matters that are dealt with in the unanimous shareholders agreement. So we highly recommend that companies all have unanimous shareholders agreements so that everybody's on the same page when these circumstances come. Because you're trying to protect the partners in the business, you're also trying to protect the business itself so that it can continue to function and it doesn't just dissolve. That's correct, Peter. We want to protect the peace within the company because when everybody sets up a business, everybody's friends. But again, five to 10 years down the road, they may not be as best friends as before. And what we want to prevent is a lawsuit. We don't want it to come to a point where these two friends are suing each other for the value of their shares in the company. And what the shareholders agreement does is it provides for a mechanism that should that time come when someone wants to leave, there is a process and a procedure on how these shares will be evaluated and how these shares will be paid. And if that case or scenario comes, then the partners can just call upon those provisions and everything will be in order instead of fighting it off in court. Suppose it isn't a series of partners. Suppose it's just one individual. In the setting up of the company, there is still a legal process to go through. And if it's done properly, there should still be some provision in there for at least the start of a transition, even if... The transition is a long way down the trail. That's correct. Unanimous shareholders agreements are useful if you have two or more shareholders. If there's just one shareholder or owner of the company, a shareholders agreement may not be necessary. But when you have two or more, it's great to have one so that uh, future events can be uh, forecasted and there's a mechanism on how to deal with those events. But if in the event that you have just one shareholder, Peter, it's good also to know at the onset what his plans are. Does he plan to bring in new investors? Does he plan to issue shares to his kids, his relatives? Is he planning on using this company as just a holding company for assets? Or is this company going to be an operating company such as uh, one involved in the sale of goods and products? Uh, okay. Uh, let's, let's suppose we have two people who are going into a partnership to start a business. Um, in the context of their individual life plans, how should the company be set up so that each of them is protected and so the company can continue to operate with or without both partners? Mm -hmm. So when we talk about corporations, we also have to consider what will happen in the unlikely death of one of the business partners. And it's a fact of life. Taxes and death, we can't avoid them. So in the event that a shareholder dies, what happens is that his shares will be distributed in accordance with this last will. It doesn't automatically mean that his shares will go to uh, the family or the estate or a certain beneficiary. It has to be provided in his last will. More or less, his shares will be established or transferred off to his estate. So they will be named, instead of his name personally, it'll be named the estate of shareholder. So that's how it'll be stated on the books of the corporation. Now, what that means is in the event that shareholder who passed is also a director, he will have to be or he will have to cease to act as a director because he has already passed. Now, the remaining directors will now, as long as there is a majority of them, they will act as the directors without him. And in the next shareholders meeting, the shareholders are able to vote a replacement director for that deceased shareholder. 
Still ahead, the joy and the opportunity of being a grandparent, and one way to invest time and or money in philanthropy. You're listening to The Strong Room on News Talk 770.